third in a matter of five days. That courtesy of Fox Sports 1. You watched it on TSN as well. Have you heard the name Alfonso Davies? A Canadian men's soccer player. Yes, there's more in this country other than Christine Sinclair. Scoring his third goal. By the way, Alfonso Davies, guess how old he is? 16. 16! We'll get into Alfonso Davies. Have you heard of his name? And maybe you can join me on the line. 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. And you can tell our listeners why Alfonso Davies is going to become a household name in terms of the sporting climate here in this country. A World Cup coming our way in 2026. Is men's soccer on the rise in Canada? 416-870-1050. And toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Gareth Wheeler with you for the next hour. Cabby's going to join me in about 27 minutes' time. He's down at the ESPYs. I believe there's a TSN relationship on the rocks, on the fritz, and I'm blaming. Oh, I might have to blame Cabby. We'll get his side of the story coming up uh, as he's covering the ESPYs tonight. He'll let you know all the celebrity need-to-knows, I guess you call it. Like We're having our own celebrity circus later on today, McGregor Mayweather, at the Budweiser stage, that is, but a whole other level's going on. Um, in LA tonight. So we'll catch up with Cabby in a few moments' time. Uh, we did WTF yesterday. We debuted our segment. It is all the sports stories that are inconceivable, incoherent, incredible. Um, there are just so many things that are going on in the world, in the sports world, that make you say WTF. And man, oh man, like when we were kind of planning whether or not we were going to install this as a daily segment. We kind of looked at each other, and the, the, the comment was made, well, hopefully there's those kind of stories. Oh, trust me. The world is going mad. It has gone crazy. There is no shortage of material. I just hope we have time to get through all of it. So that's coming up uh, a little bit later on this hour as well. Before I get into Alfonso Davies, um, Kayla, uh, Kayla Gray brought it up in the Sports Center update. Uh, Milos Raonic down a set to Roger Federer, down a break in the second set as well. So it's not going well. Uh, for Milos, but Graham Dillette, the Canadian golfer on Twitter, and I don't typically just like go out and fish for random tweets from celebrities or sporting figures just to use them as content, but this was a great chirp. Graham Dillette on Twitter, how can a guy with New Balance shoes compete with Fetter's Nikes? It's the tennis equivalent of wearing Skechers. <laughs> it's not a bad chirp. I, I like wearing New Balance for style. Like I, I like New Balance gear. But he does have a point. Like the the white New Balance shoe that Raonich is wearing reminds me of like the fifty year old guy that's going to do his groceries in jogging pants. Am I wrong? You know the New Balance pair I'm talking about. Like they have this one standard clunky pair, and that's what it looks like. Raonich is wearing. Let's be honest. Like those, the, the Steph Curry, the white lows. Kind of like that. Yeah, the dad, the dad fours. Not yeah. a great look. By the way, it seems like most people are cool. If you are a Canadian Federer fan, 
and you cheer for feds today over Raonich. It, it, it's going on. I, I mean, the debate's going on. I put it out there at Wheeler TSN. Jeff, go ahead and cheer for feds. Just because you're Canadian does not mean you have to cheer for Raonic. Okay. I don't even know what this tweet means. Andrea, if you're a Canadian sports network, can you cover tennis without resorting to narrow provincialism? What? What the hell does that mean? Smaller words, less syllables, please. I think that means, like, do you not need to pander to the Canadian player? The answer that, to that is no. Because when you're airing a sporting event like this, if you're an American network, you're going to feature American athletes. If you're a Canadian network, you're going to do Canadian athletes. If you're an English network, you're going to do athletes from England. It's just the way it is. It's the way that sports works. We're more concerned about our own people that we feel we have a relationship with. Michael saying, only day of the year I will cheer against Raonich because today it is all Federer. You can weigh in on that on Twitter. Uh, at Wheeler TSN on Twitter, the, uh, the, the text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. I don't want to make the whole show about Mayweather McGregor, but it's the biggest thing that's going on in the city today. For whatever reason, one of the four stops is here in Toronto, which speaks to the fandom of MMA in this country. Even boxing to a certain degree. We live in a great sporting country where I can come on here on a radio show in Toronto and just don't have to talk about the Leafs' blue line today or or the Blue Jays at the trade deadline. Like This is the biggest sporting event that's going on. This is what people care about. But I've just questioned whether or not it's an actual sport. What we're seeing between Mayweather and McGregor. Like I will watch the hype and I'll sit there and I'll laugh out loud and although it Panders oftentimes to the lowest common denominator. There's something funny about it. Like, it's, it's toilet humor, right? It's a Will Ferrell movie. I'll, I'll still laugh. It's good. But the problem is, is what it's leading up to. And I have a bigger problem with all of this that we're going to see in our city tonight because on August 26th, it's going to be a joke. To me, it's not a sporting competition. It's an exhibition. It's entertainment. It's not sport. But it's being... The story's being told and presented on a platter like this is a sporting event, which it's not. So I ask you whether you agree with me. Is this sport or a circus that we're seeing between Mayweather and McGregor? 52% say circus. 38% say they don't care. They're just entertained by it all. 10% believe it's actual sport. About 500 votes. Continue to have your say at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Plenty of texts and emails have, have come in as well. Sorry, I, I couldn't get all to all of them uh, right away. Ryan from Toronto. I agree this is a charade. However, I will be buying it because it's a massive event, and I don't want to be that guy who didn't see it. I guess that's the risk. You want to be like everyone else because your coworkers will be talking about it. Your friends will be talking about it. It's going to be... You know, the marquee event on August 26th. And you're right. The fear of missing out. I mean, it's a hashtag on Twitter for crying out loud. There's this constant fear of missing out that oftentimes cripples today's culture. I just know what I expect, and I'm not willing to pony up 150 bucks or whatever. And other people have said, hey, just go to a bar and watch it. You don't think there's going to be cover charges? And you go to a bar. I don't know who's gone to a bar and had a cheap tab in recent times. You're spending to watch this fight. If you're doing so to be entertained and that's it, 
you don't care about the sporting side of things, then so be it. I totally get it. All the power to you. I'm not even trying to say don't go out and watch. What I'm trying to say is don't try to serve this up as a sport because it's not. I know what this is. I know what this isn't. Someone hitting us up. You and Cause, the way that you chirp back and forth was better than those two dummies. <laughs> Someone wrote in, they took the exception that we actually call these guys idiots because they're money makers. A texter made the case, like, because these guys are intelligent sports businessmen, that we should take it easy on them and kind of frame them in a different light, that they're not stupid. Just because they're serving up something that's potentially entertaining doesn't mean that they're intelligent or smart or anything like that. They know how to dupe people or the people around them know how to pull the wool over people's eyes and make us all sheep? Well, well, if that's intelligence, then okay. You can give it up to them. But um, I just approach this in a completely different way. I'll keep the full lines open on this, 416-870-1050, and toll-free at 1-855-591-6876. Kayla also said Carmelo Anthony, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, could be traded to the Houston Rockets. This, once again, just shows you the power of the player. Chris Paul goes there. He's friends with Carmelo. Does Carmelo make Houston that much better? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. At this point of Carmelo's career, can't play the lick of D. Still is the outside shot. I get it. Um, but potentially a four-team trade here? There was a piece on the ringer, and I encourage you to take a look. It's about how an intelligent front office is invaluable in sports, and it's about balancing budgets now. Now it's about being creative in terms of the salary cap. This is what is on a professional general manager's resume. You need to know the cap inside out. It's a far cry from how things used to be, where it's about player recruitment, having a reputation within the sport, being able to attract talent to your organization. I mean, that's part of the equation, but now it's balancing budgets. Which, I don't know whether I like or dislike or maybe somewhere in between, but Carmelo Anthony could be on the verge of being traded uh, to the Houston Rockets in a blockbuster deal. Uh, just to bring you up to speed. Raptors, by the way, 3-0 and in summer league play for anyone that's checking in. Um, I want to get into the story of Alfonso Davies, and I started off the top by asking you... To come on our air and tell our listeners, tell this country why they need to perk up, pay attention, and recognize who Alfonso Davies is. Alfonso Davies is a Canadian soccer player. He was born in a refugee camp in Ghana. His parents lived there. They fleed war-torn Liberia. And they ended up in the refugee camp before the family moved to this country when Alfonso was just five years old, and he's called Canada home ever since. This player right now, last year, signed his first professional contract with the Vancouver Whitecaps in Major League Soccer. Now he's representing our country for, his, for, for the first time. Only became a Canadian citizen two weeks ago. But he's going to represent our country going forward in men's soccer. A program which has been maligned, has been laughed at, has become the butt of all jokes. But now all of a sudden this very bright young player has committed his future to this country. Davies at the Gold Cup, which if you weren't paying attention, is going on right now, um, being played amongst CONCACAF nations, 
the Americas, Central America. And it's an opportunity for young players, a young Canadian team, to get more experience and maybe turn some heads and maybe create some positive stories. And there isn't any more positive story right now than Alfonso Davies. Two games into this tournament, he has three goals, including one last night against Costa Rica in a 1-1 draw. Canada looks like they're in very good shape to advance from the group stage and start creating these positive Canadian men's soccer stories. For too long in this country, it's been Christine Sinclair. Oh, why can't the men's program be like the women's program? Which is completely unfair. The depth of quality of countries in men's soccer is 10, 12, 15 times deeper than the women's game. So it's an unfair comparison. And I'm not trying to take anything away from the women. I'm not. What they're they're doing, what they've done, is admirable. It's very good. But Alfonso Davies has the chance... To be a game changer. Soccer continues to grow in this country. We, we see Toronto FC. They're sold out for the rest of the year. Happening in Montreal, in Vancouver. A new professional league coming to this country. The infrastructure is being built, which wasn't there a decade ago. It's incredible what we see. Now the men's program needs a face. And what better player than Alfonso Davies? A quintessential Canadian story. Making a better life, him and his family, in this country from where he lived last. A player with immense talent. He has speed. He has composure beyond his years. It's striking. You notice him when he plays. This guy is a budding star in the game of soccer. And he's our very own. And what's even better about all this is Canada. We in this country are on the verge of co-hosting the 2026 World Cup. And I'm sorry we can talk the World Cup of Hockey. We can talk some of these other events. Nothing comes close to the profile, the stature, the importance of a men's World Cup of soccer. Nothing does. And now we have this young player who's a budding star in the game at 16. He will be 25 in 2026. Not past his prime, not beyond his prime, but in his prime. This is a game changer, a potential game changer for the sporting climate in soccer. Say what you will about Andre de Grasse, Penny Alexiak. I mean, sprinting, swimming, they're important, but not on the same level globally or within this country as the game of football. Alfonso Davies, the next budding Canadian Canadian star athlete, get to know his name. How important is a home World Cup for you? And are you buying, are you believing in the importance of Alfonso Davies as potentially becoming one of, if not the most important Canadian athlete? 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. And toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Jason in Mississauga, you've been holding for a while. What's going on, buddy? Thanks for your patience. Yeah, no problem, buddy. It's good to hear you back on the radio and... Uh... Thanks for everything you do, man, for footy and TFC. I love it. Awesome. Thanks, pal. Uh, I think that Alfonso Davies is a game-changer for Canadian sport. Agree or disagree? I agree. Totally agree. Um, You know, watching the CONCACAF uh, Gold Cup and watching his kids play, um, 16 years old, and honestly, he doesn't look intimidated, like playing with men. Like, he he looks confident. It's beautiful to see. Uh, I just, I hope this is uh, something that carries on forward and the national team starts to grow from this. Because we all know, all the footy fans know that the Canadian national team needs something something good to happen, the men's team. 
Is he the tonic? Can one play? And it's not just one player. We're watching a team right now with a lot of young players. But yeah. not to diminish what the other players bring to the table. I mean, Davies is the focal point, right? Like he's the first time that I can remember a Canadian soccer player is going to garner the attention of the big clubs worldwide. And this isn't an Owen Hargraves, a player who was from this country that went over and decided to play for England. This is a player who's committed to representing this country. And at the age of 16, I mean, his best years are ahead. And it's just so exciting to see where this can go. Oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh... The one thing that kills me is that he's a Whitecaps product. <laughs> but, uh, right. If he keeps playing the way he does, I don't think he's going to be a Whitecaps product much longer. Good so, stuff, Jason. Uh, but, really, uh, I hope he uh, you know helps us out. Good stuff, Jason. Thanks for the call. Thanks for holding. 416-870-1050. You can text me at 105050 as well. Frank in North York. What's going on today, Frank? Uh, it is awesome that we have a player of that caliber. And I think it's time for... FIFA uh, to reconsider the qualification formula. I believe that it's time for the Americas to get a little more respect and a little more opportunity with the recent uh, showing of Mexico and Chile. I think, what was it, the Confederation Cup? Uh, anyway, yeah, the Confederation Cup, yep. They, they, they were, you know, in the final four. And I think it's time for the Americas to get the kind of respect beyond Brazil and Argentina I think the U.S. has established that they're an annual competitor, and it's my hope that they allow another qualification, and that would give Canada a great opportunity to qualify even, you know, in the, in the next one they possibly can qualify. Right. Well, the, the thing is the World Cup's expanding to 48 teams, which honestly I think is too many, but all federations are going to be getting more teams, which opens the door of possibility here, Frank. So it, it's going to happen, and... It gives Canada a fighting chance. In the meantime, we need to take care of our own business, and Alfonso Davies is a great place to start. He's an awesome player, and, and when I watched him play, you know, aside, uh, aside from the fact that he isn't intimidated, which I agree 100%, his inventiveness yep. and his, his uh, you know, the goal, one of the goals that I saw him score was, was one like a hockey five-hole that is pretty cheeky. Thanks, Frank. Appreciate it. Appreciate the phone call. Come on air and tell our listeners why they should take an interest, why they should know the name of Alfonso Davies. Robert calling from Toronto. What's going on today, Robbie? Hey, Wheels. I love the soccer talk, and I watched the game last night, and I want to echo what the last caller said just about Davies. And it's not about the goal that he scored, but the one that he didn't score when he one-touched it past the defender then went one-on-one with another defender and almost scored. I think the guy's way ahead of his, way ahead of his years. And I also want to say that the way Canada played, a tactical game, a passing game, and it wasn't a kick game. And I really appreciated it, and I love the soccer talk, and I just wanted to hear your comments. Thanks, pal. It, it's progress. It's going in the right direction. I, I think there's a lot of things that need to happen. Uh, the, the, the coaching, the approach needs to be better. But honestly, to get... The casuals, whether it be the broadcasters, the sponsors, people in this country completely enthused about where this is going, need that focal point for this sport at this time. I mean, you you look at the infrastructure, you look at the popularity of the club teams like TFC, but you need that one player that you're like, yeah, we want to attach ourselves to that for me is Alfonso Davies. It's a no-brainer. 16 years old, already three goals, and just two games played for country.
and looks to be the real deal. Fred in Toronto. What's going on today, Fred? Not much. Uh, Like the last caller, I'm happy to hear the footy talk. I am a year one TFC supporter, so follow multiple leagues in Europe. I'm a coach, have kids playing the sport. I am very hopeful that Davies can be a game changer. He should be a game changer. Um, My only concern is until the sport gets big enough that it's one of the top ones in the U.S. and onto the North American sports scene, it may not pick up the traction that it deserves to. But uh, to your point earlier, he's by far the most electric player to come out of here and should be um, a beacon for right. everyone to follow. Fred, I want to get your thoughts on this because the sport still in North America is growing in popularity, but the market's certainly there. And that's why for people of power that may not know the sport that well like you and I do, you almost need to gravitate to a figure, someone that gets you out of your seat. And if you're someone who doesn't know anything about the game of soccer, but you hear a 16-year-old is doing incredible things and just take a look at what he did, then that grabs your attention, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, and to your point, two games, three goals, what he's already done in a year and a bit at Vancouver, uh, three Canadian MLS clubs. I mean, the, the market's ripe for the sport to grow exponentially. Uh, MLS is here to stay 20-plus years. They look like they're the real deal. If they can become a fourth or fifth best league in the world in the next five, ten years, uh, then Davies is in his prime, and, and there you go, right? Thanks for the phone call, Fred. Appreciate it. Let's slide in one more call. Vince, you're batting cleanup here from Richmond Hill. Take it away. The floor is yours. Why should people take notice of Alfonso Davies? Because he's a 16-year-old uh, scoring in a man's world. It's as simple as that. You want to elaborate from like why what what about him makes you so excited for soccer and where this could maybe go in terms of this, the Canadian sporting spectrum? I mean, you know, taking apart you know all all his on field stuff. This is a guy who's going up against established defenders. You know, he made Christian Gamboa look like an amateur, and Gamboa, who plays for Celtic, is a great player and is part of a great back line for Costa Rica, as we saw you know a few years ago at the World Cup. Yep. Um, he's doing great. And you know what? What also will, will capture the attention of, you know, uh, the Canadian media and the Canadian people is his story, right? And his story is a representation of what makes Canada such a great country. You know, coming here, his family coming here for a great opportunity and him living the Canadian dream and now representing uh, his adopted nation. Um, and he's doing all of this, you know, at such a young age, you know, uh, you know I'll tell you right now that, you know, going into this tournament, uh, he'd only been with the team a little while. He just got his citizenship uh, last month. Yep. I honestly was was thinking, you know, how is Junior Hoylet going to be? Because he was the star winger that we pined over for so long. We got him now. But honestly, people aren't even talking about Hoylet anymore. People are talking about the guy on the other end of the wing, Alfonso Davies. Uh, and as a TFC fan, you know, he's been keeping Raheem Edwards on the bench, which yep. I'm, I'm sad about. I think we'll see Edwards in the next game against Honduras. But... You know, 16 years old, and, you know, this guy is playing just as good as our Premier League player, uh, Scott Arfield. Uh, so, you know, assuming, you know, there are always going to be those people making the comparisons to Freddie Adu. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the situation with Alfonso Davies. Nope. Uh, 
Um, it's complete. It's completely different. Freddie Adu was all about hype, but there's real substance about this kid, and, he, and he's proving it on the international stage. I think it's a great point. Costa Rica in 2014 in the World Cup, five or six of the players who started last night were players who started that took the uh, the Netherlands to penalties. So th- this was a good Costa Rica team he was playing against, not just a bunch of scrubs out there. Yeah, no, absolutely. And of course, we got to give our, our hat tip to Milan Borjan as well. Yeah. I've, I've always said it's a crime that he hasn't been able to get that opportunity here in North America. He's still doing his thing in Europe, and he always shows up for Canada, uh, as we saw last night. Although well, we got to work on uh, we got to work on defending corners, but other than that, I was very happy with with how this team played. Well said, Vince. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate that. See, in the city, there's so many knowledgeable soccer fans, and we need to be having more of this conversation. And the reason why I feel like we missed out on the entire U19 World Cup of Basketball experience because we jumped on board too late. I found out about it after they beat the United States before the gold medal game. Let's not make the same mistake with Alfonso Davies representing this country right here, right now in the Gold Cup. It's Canada, Honduras, Friday night on Canada's Sports Leader. Cabby checks in next from the ESPYs and our latest installment of WTF. All that coming up, Gareth Wheeler with you, Toronto Today, TSN 1050. That's hockey music? Tim Horn's That's Hockey? Or is it U2? Vertigo. Wow, I never realized that Vertigo by U2 sounded so much like the TSN That's Hockey. Okay, they play Vertigo? <laughs> Do that again? One more time, back to U2. That's hilarious. I legitimately thought... Did you think that too, Scrizzy? Come on the mic. Not until you said that. And there's a... Like, did TSN, Tim Hortons, Nats Hockey, rip off U2's Vertigo? We'll get Gino on the line of that. Okay. Trying to link up with Cabby. Odds are he's probably still sleeping. Like, he's on the West Coast, right? It's like... It's the... ESPY's Red Carpet Special... Cabby Richards will be on site, DK. We'll get into who else will be part of that broadcast with Cabby in just a couple moments' time. Um, the ESPYs go tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time on TSN1. Peyton, Peyton Manning hosting the show. Let's put a pause on that. Uh, Roger Federer is just taking the second set against Milos Raonic, 6-2. 6-4, Raonic is getting rinsed, rinsed eh? Like he beat Federer in the semifinal last year at Wimbledon. But Raonich, like, no chance Lance here. Good thing I was cheering for Roger Federer today. <laughs> Can I go back and do that now? Like, I, I totally sat on the fence on that one because I'm a Federer guy, but I felt obligated to cheer for the Canadian boy. Or dude, or whatever you want to call him. We've had Milos in studio. He's a great guy. It's nothing against Milos. It's just Federer is just so darn likable. He just really is. So it looks like Federer is going to advance to the semifinal uh, as Raonic. It's. I know it's always talked about. Well, is this what is is this what Milos Raonic is? Does he have the chance to be a top, you know, three four player in the world? Can we just say no 
and that's okay. Like, if he's a top eight player in the world, that's really good. That's really, really good. Now, the counter-argument to that is that in comparison to other sports, if Andre DeGrasse was the seventh or eighth best sprinter in the world, would people care? Penny Alexiak was the seventh or eighth best swimmer. She wasn't winning races, but she was taking part in finals. I mean, she wouldn't be Penny Alexiak, right? So winning has to be part of the equation. It has to be. Emilish could have a great career, make lots of money, be a real nice guy, but maybe he'll never be that true great. Is that okay? Or should we expect more? I mean, sport after all, it's about winning and losing. That participation garbage, the key... Okay, I get it. At a certain level, if you're just out there for fun, go ahead. But at this level, the dollars at play, with the reputation, the legacies on the line, with the stakes incredibly high, I mean, you win or you don't. Showing up simply isn't good enough. It can still make you a lot of money. Just ask Jeannie Bouchard. She doesn't even, even need to be competitive to become... The second most popular women's tennis player out there. It's, it's, it's Serena, maybe Venus, and then Jeannie. Name someone else. And she's no good. She stinks. She's more of a PR spokesperson and a model than a tennis player. Good call, Maria Sharapova. But, I mean, she was suspended. I don't know what, where she stands now. I mean, Jeannie doesn't like her. Maybe Jeannie should be taking some of what Sharapova was. Maybe that would help with her game. So, um, Milos Raonic in all kinds of trouble. Did pick up the first game uh, in the third set. You can watch on TSN 1 and 4. Are, are we hooking up with Cabby? What's happening here? Are we hooking up? Still waiting on Cabby. The ESPYs tonight, like I said, Peyton Manning hosting. I know that Peyton Manning seems like a fit because he, he ticks off a bunch of the boxes. One, former professional athlete. Okay. Two, he's had funny moments. His commercial work, okay. He's not horrible in front of the camera. When it comes to being on SNL, he's put forward some funny sketches. Payne's a likable guy. I, thought that, I honestly, maybe now I'm biased because I thought Drake was great on the NBA Awards. But I thought he was really, really good. And I'm not the biggest Drake guy, but... I thought he was excellent. You need that persona to carry an event like that. And Peyton Manning, I mean, he fits the bill for ESPN. Like, I, I get the move. And we'll be watching tonight. And it always falls on this soft spot in the calendar where it comes right after Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. It, it's actually quite smart that it's tonight because the sports world can now cast their eyes on Hollywood, on Los Angeles, on the award show, and away from other baseball talk and all that. We got Cabby. Cabby, what's going on, buddy? I'm excellent, Gareth. How are you? Good, dude. Uh, Big night for you and the team tonight. I do have one concern I wanted to bring up off the top. I I, I read that you're co-hosting our ESPYs Red Carpet coverage alongside Nick Stauskas. Yeah, part of the process, yeah? Part of the process. Now, Nick and Nabil Kareem have, like, this real tight relationship. You're not trying to split this up, right? Like, did you get requisite permission to hang with Nick this week? Is Nabil cool with this? That's a a great question. 
Uh, I've been in touch with his representatives, and he's been, and they've been in touch with me. So we're working out a peace accord. Okay. Because uh, Nabil, yeah, he's very territorial about anything to do with all things to do with Nick Stauskas, not just on TSN, but in life in general. So we're, 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 we hope to rectify that situation before we hit the red carpet in a few hours. I, I was just making sure that he wasn't mowing your lawn. Like, you wouldn't want Nabil to come in and get DK and be, you know, all of a sudden DK's his boy, and then it's like cross-modulation. Everything gets right. out of control. It's chaos. No, but that's okay. We're all a part of the same family, so the cross-pollination, that's all right with DK. There's enough DK to go around. However, I don't think there's enough Nick Stauskas for Neil, uh, for Nabil's uh, sensibilities to go around, <laughs> so that that's where that's where I got to walk on next show. Good call. Uh, a big night tonight. It's always a lot of fun. This tonight's about celebrity as well. Uh, who are you looking yeah. forward? Like who's going to be there tonight, Cabby? Who are you looking forward to chatting with? Well, uh, well, Peyton is Peyton's hosting. I'm not sure if I'll be able to get to Peyton, but there's always like a bunch of NFL dudes that show up, and so I'm, I'm hoping uh, I'll get some time with Aaron Rodgers. I told the dude like last last year after the show we went for burgers at like one of these like underground like LA spots, and since uh, I'm a recovering chubby bastard, that's that's I hope that's on the agenda again. Um, but um, I think I think Jamie Fox is coming and he's always he's a great interview. Uh, he, I mean he's promoting. He's, I don't know if you've seen Baby Driver, but it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm sure he he's like promoting that film. And uh, oh my gosh, I, I was just looking, I was looking at the list yesterday. Um, who else? Uh, can, can I yeah, ask I you if there's going to be? Can I ask you if there's going to be any Canadian content? Because your friend and mine, star of Saving Hope, who's Madavji, he's in town as well. Is he going to be on yeah, the red carpet true. tonight? Um, I got I got to check with him. He, um, I, I, I just got in last night, but um, yeah, who's is? No, he actually she's shooting a show here. So he did one that's on uh, CBC soon, but he's he's shooting another one out here. So I'm not even sure if he'll be on set or if he'll be able to walk the red carpet. But, yeah, shout-out to Hoos. Yes. Um, I was uh, I was um, talking to uh, – Nazem Kadri's working out in Beverly Hills, so he said he'll be at the show. Okay. Um, and Mark McMorris is always nominated in that um, X Games – not X Games, but in that action sports category. So um, he'll, he'll be on the red carpet. We always, we always have fun with Mark. Um, I had to put in a, a text to Joe Thornton. Him and Brent Burns – we're in the body issue, but I'm not sure if they're if they're attending if they're in town. So I gotta I gotta check with him. Oh, I was just doing yoga. Ryan Miller was here doing yoga. We're at this Lululemon in um, in Beverly Hills, and uh, he he was he lives out here in the summertime, and he was asking if there are any like hockey dudes. And I'm like, I don't know if it, I don't know if Sid is gonna leave Nova Scotia to come out. I don't think so. But if if not for any of the guys that play on the California team, San Jose. Anaheim or LA, I'm not sure if uh, if there's going to be any hockey representation. So hopefully Burns or Thorner are in town and I can um, put my entire face into their beers. Cabby joining us from the ESPYs, at Cabby on Twitter, the real Cabby on Insta, wheels with you. Uh, let's circle back. What are you doing at a Lululemon in Beverly Hills right now? Yeah, I went for <laughs> yoga. Did like, you really? One of my Yeah, one of my boys out here, uh, his name's PJ McKegg, he runs like an agency and he's got all, most of his clients are baseball dudes or, or hockey dudes. So we were messaging yesterday. He's like, man, come to yoga, 7.30. I'm like, 7.30? Like, I only get up that early to take flights. And most time I like to fly in the night before, so I don't have to wake up early. But I made the sacrifice because, as you know, yoga classes 
the ratio is out of control. Insane. It's like, yeah. And it's so, I mean, we're like in the hotbed of, of the yoga culture, which is like a Lululemon store. So I survived. It was hard. Uh, and the, the kids flexibility is, a, I'm, I'm like a two out of 10. So that was tough too. And it definitely was, uh, it took some points off the ego, bro. Like trying to do any of these stretches, anything with the core, Jeff, I was shaking as though I was on trial or something. It, it, um, it's way I, I easier managed. than, have you ever tried Pilates? That is like, no. that is hard. Is that worse? No, oh, way worse, dude. It's all core and I don't have one. Well, man, well, I'm going to avoid that, like, yeah. the plague, and, uh, and just lie to people when they say, have you done plies? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't That's do it. That's you're, like, on a bench, right? And you're, like, so you're, it's all your body weight? Well, no, it's like you're on the you're on the mats as well, but it's just more rigorous. Like, I, I, certain types of yoga, you can take it easy. You can just kind of stay in one pose. This one, they're incredibly difficult. I don't know. I, 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 I did it once. Never again, Cab. Never again. <laughs> Let, let's talk Peyton well, Manning. Take your word for it. Because Peyton Manning, um, because Drake, I thought he did such a good job at the NBA Awards. Oh, I mean, Peyton Manning, like, now all the pressure's on him. Like, what are you expecting from Peyton tonight? He's going to deliver. I mean, as we've seen in, in a bunch of his commercials, obviously his Saturday Night Live appearance, he's got the comedic chops. And he was at a, a roast. Wasn't he like, was it Rob Lowe's roast? Whose roast was it on Comedy oh. Central last year? Um, it, no, it was... Um, uh, one of the guys, not one of the guys from Full House. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. You know, uh, John Rob Stamos? Lowe. I think it was, Rob Lowe. was it Rob Lowe? Uh, I'll look Rob this Lowe up. Rob or John Stamos? It was Rob Lowe. You were right. So, you know, he's got the chops, and, um, you know, he'll have some great writers writing some great jokes. I mean, Drake, obviously, and when Jamie Foxx hosted years before, they can bring a musical element to the show, and I don't think Peyton, <laughs> I've never heard him sing. He might be a mean karaoke uh, singer, but um, singing on that stage would be a different thing. But you know, the like the um, the segments that they produce, the comedy bits will be awesome. And I, I think the show. I mean, judging from last year, what was there are more human interest stories with you know Caitlyn Jenner getting the the Arthur Ashe Award. There was, um, and I can't remember this football player's name right now. Played for the Bengals. His little daughter Leah had cancer. cancer. Yeah. And uh, there was a big tribute uh, uh, to um, Craig Sager as well. So it's it, it's it's more it's less like like awards and funny than it was in previous years. So maybe that re- that relieves some of the st- uh, pressure on Payne Manning. Last However, one, I am expecting him to be awesome. Last one for you, Cab. Uh, the amount of money thrown around this summer in the NBA, it's like another level. Do you get the feeling that NBA players are going to be like, you know what, um, th- this red carpet stuff is for, for people who make like $10, 15000000 million. Now we're in a different price range. We, we go through the back door. VIP. <laughs> no, but, but it's still, the SVs are still the Oscars of sports. So guys will still show up. I, you know, Westbrook lives out here. Um, uh, and James Harden is from, uh, is from LA. Um, I, I feel like he's from Compton, but so, you know, hopefully one of the, one or both of those guys will make an appearance. Durant spends his summer out here. I mean, some, some guys on the Golden State Warriors have to make an appearance because they're the champions. Yep. And, and also it's another time. It's another moment to just show off the fashion. You know, how NBA dudes are, yeah. it is like, the competition level as far as men's fashions is as high as the competition level on the court. And now that some of these guys have inked bigger deals, dudes might just be showing up with like the most insane outfits. Like, 
you know, uh, alpaca socks <laughs> with, uh, you know, mink, mink uh, abdomen lining with, you know, friggin' uh, fedoras made out of uh, dodo birds. Like, who knows? Yeah. I mean, dodo birds don't even exist anymore, but... They'd find them. maybe... Yeah, they'll find them. Or the, yeah, they'll find them. Good stuff, buddy. Have fun tonight. We'll be watching 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on TSN 1, then the ESPYs pick up at 8 p.m. Have fun with Nick out there, but no cheating on the bill, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, pal. Appreciate it, man. Cabby. One of my faves, at Cabby on Twitter, the real Cabby on Insta. Uh, big part of our coverage tonight, TSN1 of the ESPYs. WTF. They're going to give us all kinds of material for tomorrow's installment, but today's coming up next. You're listening to Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Good old Strokes. Oh, how I miss the Strokes. 12.48 here on TSN 1050. What's up, Toronto? Gareth Wheeler with you. Scott MacArthur Show featuring Mike Hogan. Josh Lewenberg. Jay Lou's in the house. That's coming your way at the top of the clock. I'll, I'll update you on the poll question before we're done as well. All to do with McGregor Mayweather. Cast your vote at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Is this a sport that we're watching? Is it just pure entertainment? Or is it an absolute circus? Have your say at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. But now it's time for this. What the? F- they defeat the Toronto Blue Jays 19 to 1. Oh, that's nasty. You come to the rink to see something maybe you've never seen before. And that might be one of those moments. It's only two dudes better than me. And I'm both of them. Stay off the weed. WTF. Yeah, it's WTF for today. Uh, we'll, we'll start off with baseball's all-star game last night. I, I like watched zero minutes, zero seconds. I never even turned to the game last night. That's just me. I won't hold it against you if you did. But it seems like most of the things that people are talking about last night's all-star games were, were was things that happened at the event. Some Canadian singer Jocelyn Alice butchered O Canada at last night's Major League Baseball game, appeared to giggle midway through, and at that very moment, the camera cut to Justin Smoke, who gave this death stare towards the singer. Here's how she sounded last night. Like, it wasn't a great rendition. It wasn't the worst, but that giggle was a little bit awkward. What do you think she was thinking of at that time? Like, it was an awkward laugh. Do you think it was just nervous? Like, sometimes when we're nervous, we all have those fallbacks, those crutches that we lean on. Perhaps that's hers. It's a nerve-wracking thing to do, going out and singing an anthem. Keith Bauer. I was just going to say, I think you I think you also need to consider that, you know, she's in front of a, you know, you know, tens of thousands of people. I mean, maybe she just saw something that made her giggle. I you mean, are a professional singer. A prof- I guess. I've never heard of her, but she's apparently a professional singer. Anyway, I'll leave her alone. I won't pick on her. Just a little awkward. Um, selfies now. Like, they're out of control. People are getting selfies on the Scarborough Bluffs and getting stranded. 
If there was one person, if you're a professional athlete, you do not want a selfie with, it's an umpire. Yet last night, Nelson Cruz went there. What do we got here? We got a little photograph. Joe West and Nelson Cruz behind the plate right now. That's awesome. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Nelson Cruz and Joe West. And then he just put his phone back in his pocket. Joe West doesn't know. He doesn't really know <laughs> doesn't what to do. He doesn't know if it was a joke or yeah. if it was serious right now. He's kind of got this look. He's smiling now, though. <laughs> Molina was happy to oblige as the photographer. Now, now, the umpire's like the enemy. He's the guy that screws you by you know calling that pitch a strike that is too far outside. Especially Joe West. Yeah, Nelson Cruz went there. Is that sucking up for the second half of the year? Like, if he is Joe West, he's like, Joe, you and I had that moment. We're cool, right? Selfies coming to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Those were really the, the only things I picked up on from last night. And it was Pitbull in his ridiculously too small jersey the other night as well. Uh, one quick thing on McGregor Mayweather makes the WTF. That suit that Conor McGregor was wearing. It looked like a sharp suit. You're wearing. You're, you're watching the broadcast. You're like, you designed that. Looks good. You zoomed in. The pinstripes said "F you," going down the entire thing. F you. Who could actually wear that suit for their job? Like, on what occasion would it be okay to wear that suit unless you're an MMA fighter? Like, you can't just go. You can't show up to your cousin's wedding wearing that suit. You can't show up to work at the office on Monday wearing that suit. Who buys it? Like, it's funny. It was funny. I get it. But normal people cannot wear that suit. Uh, Speaking about normal people, there's a lot of them who aren't normal on Twitter. This guy named Jim hit up newest Toronto Raptor on Twitter and said, Per a co-worker, does moving to Canada mean you can change your last name to Meters? CJ Miles actually responded, talked it over, but ultimately decided to stick with Miles. Was close though. CJ Miles. Is that. It seems just like a horrible dad joke. Dad joke gone wrong. I don't know whether to applaud the guy that he actually reached out and put that out to CJ Miles or to applaud CJ for actually responding to that. Uh, Bad dad jokes. I'm usually an expert, expert on that. So, Gangnam Style. We all know that song. It was the most viewed video on YouTube for years. There was 2.89 billion, 8.94 billion views, but it's being trumped. It's no longer, Gangnam Style is no longer the most listened or viewed it's video on YouTube. It's this song. Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth? And See you again? Really? Like, it's a good tune. But not not an epic, not a great song. It had a lot of mainstream play, Scrizzy. Fast and Furious 7, that's why. So you're telling me the Fast the and Paul Furious... The Paul Walker's death? I think so. Really, and that's why it's got so many views. 2.895 billion views on YouTube. If you need any more proof that people need to find more hobbies. Need to stay busy. Summer League in Las Vegas. Tuesday night, summer league game between the Warriors and the Timberwolves. Actually went to double overtime, tied at 76. But this is when sudden death kicked in. The first team to score a point wins. And here's how it sounded. 
Minnesota wins the tip, and they think they won the game. Let's see. Page. Stepped on the line. Oh, he got shoved. He was shoved. They're saying he was forced out. So it's a first. The second one will put him on the line. Remember, one point wins, no matter how it comes. Costello. Page. Williams with a fake. A drive. It's over. Sudden death overtime basketball. Even they are mailing it in in Summer League. How can you have sudden death in basketball when you score like 100 points per game? That is definitely a WTF. And finally, NBC Sports south of the border. They're broadcasting uh, the Tour de France right now. Love the Tour de France. Tom Dumoulin, who is actually leading the overall standing, abruptly pulled over during stage 16 of the Giro Italia today. So it's not, I thought it was the Tour de France, I guess it's the Giro Italia. The reason wasn't clear until he pulled down his pants and took a dump. And they caught it on camera. They showed the guy, like on television, this guy taking a dump. Um, those are your WTFs for today. Steve calling it a dong show. Uh, a dong show. Yeah, th that was probably the biggest WTF of the program today. Mayweather versus R McGregor, sixty or fifty-one percent say circus, thirty-nine percent say don't care, ten percent say it's a sport. Believe the hype. Enjoy it tonight. Enjoy Hoagie, J Lou. They're coming up next on behalf of Scrizzy and Keith Bauer. I'm Wheels. Enjoy the rest of your day, Toronto.